Welcome to The Pursuit of Purpose, a podcast made possible by Skylife Success, a SkyPass group company. Join Krish Dunham, an author and speaker whose messaging has been described as the junction where God's ability and man's availability meet hope's accessibility. Greetings, dear ones. I hope you are well. You may be wondering what happened to me and where I was. We took about a three-week hiatus where I went to the land of my birth, India, but due to an overwhelming amount of obligations that were both familial and professional, the time got away from me. In addition to that, I was kind of taking a breather so that I could come back refreshed, rejuvenated, renewed, and revived. Today, we want to address the issue of where are we? Where are we? We are now almost through the first quarter of the year 2022. Globally, restrictions are now slowly being lifted. Mandates are being erased or counteracted with new regulations. It was so heartwarming to see that India has now again opened its airs or its uh, airways, not in terms of media, but in terms of flights. As of the 27th, they said that roughly 60 uh, different nations will now begin their operations back to India, giving us many, many more ways in which we can get to different parts of the world. I've been a traveling itinerant for a long time, and the last two years has really curtailed my ability to be places. And for those of you who listen from the Philippines, I think we have exciting news that come October, we'll be on the ground there planning a series of events with my dear, dear friend, Francis Kong. I pray to God that those materialize because nothing gives me more joy than to being with him in his country, with his audience and his celebrity and notoriety. India offered some new opportunities. We'll unveil that. Uh, Please visit krishdunham.com, where the academy is up and running. Uh, Roughly 60 videos are on there that you can subscribe to wherever in the world you are. If the dollar amounts do not match where you are and you would like to understand how you can learn what my life has taught me, kindly Reach out to us at info at skylifesuccess.com, info at skylifesuccess, one word, dot com, or krish at krishdenham.com, and we'll be able to accommodate you. So enough of the preamble and bringing us back. Hopefully this next, uh, we'll try to begin uh, season four of the podcast. I think we have three seasons up there with north of 150 episodes. So... Today we want to talk about where are we. I want to give you three elements. One is called holy humility, the other is happy posterity, and the third is honorable civility. The world has seen quite an upheaval since we were last together with the aggression in the Ukraine. Depending on which side or who you listen to, people say Russia was unjustified in its unprovoked attack. And the people of Russia obviously believe that uh, they want to get back to the sovereignty of their old days. Again, I don't try to just offer political opinions without giving both sides. Obviously, I have an opinion. But that caused an unnecessary upheaval in the world. The price of oil has gone up. The cost of goods has gone up. The supply chains have been appended because of the pandemic. 
we see inflation and hyperinflation everywhere. So most of you are perturbed. Those of you who are secure have actually invested wisely and are able to weather the storm. But the hardest part of the last three weeks was holding the hands of those who have been deeply hurt, uh, both financially, spiritually, economically, familially, psychologically, and physiologically. So the first posit I want to give you is this thing called holy humility. I've often said on this podcast and in other venues that man is tridimensional, we are mental, physical, and spiritual. I often wonder how you would weather any storm without that spiritual armor. Now, when I talk about holy humility, I'm not talking about degradation or cowardice. Humility is not thinking less of yourself. It's thinking less often of yourself, said Fred Smith. What we're talking about here is the difference between false pride and vanity. A healthy humility that comes with the dose of holiness uh, is because of his grace. I remember years ago when we got a chance to produce the movie, The Least of These, The Gramstein Story, I was doing some research and I stumbled across a YouTube clip which actually chronicled the funeral procession of Graham and his two boys who were martyred that fateful day in January of 1999. The soundtrack that was being played was the song that Gladys and Esther clung to, and the song was, Because He Lives, I Can Face Tomorrow. Another apologist once said that, uh, you know, in the book of John, it gives you that clarification, Because I live, you shall live also. Holy humility is realizing that there is a third component to our existence. Our humility, as far as being humble and modest in day-to-day behavioral gatherings, is just that. It's purely mortal. But there is an immortal hope that comes with this faith. Wherever you are in this world, when you look at where we are in our present context, ask yourself, do you have a pillar that you can lean on regardless of times? Uh, One of my good friends, Victor Abraham, my Barnabas, wherever in the world I go, he says, keep on rocking for the rock. And it's interesting that even though we are rocking, there is an immovable rock, the rock of ages. Yesterday in church, we got to sing about the rock of ages and his faithfulness. So holy humility, where are we? Not degradation or cowardice. Cowardice is shirking away and uh, you say the most dangerous place is a coward whose back is against the wall. Eventually, there's only so far you can go before you will charge forward. Not degradation in spirit, saying that I'm defeated, I'm deflated, I'm denigrated, and as a result of that, I can't participate because I'm also in a great disappointment. Not false pride, saying that I can weather this because I'm better than somebody else. That vanity of false pride is not what we're talking about. We're talking about a healthy, holy self-pride, a pride that says, because he lives, I can face tomorrow. A holy humility that says that I am part human, but I'm also part divine because of the indwelling spirit within me. And this is where, you know, when you read great texts of theology and you study the lives of Calvin and Luther and go into the history and the historicity of the early church, you will begin to realize that there is a connection between the God that we worship and the way in which we live our lives. Now, wherever you are in the world, you may subscribe to a different worldview. I've made no bones about the fact that I'm a Christian, but I also accept the fact that if you believe and subscribe in something else, more power to you. 
Our dialogues will always be civil. Our arguments will always be respectful, and there will be a discipline and a decorum we will maintain as we engage. But I study other worldviews, and I study what other people believe. And I believe I actually do believe this with all of my own holy humility. If any part of your belief devalues you in the presence of God, requires you to do something to please God, requires God to want something off you so that you can actually walk taller and talk prouder, then you may be dealing with something that is actually causing more harm than good. The best way I can put this is if God created the world and everybody who believes in God, no matter which way you arrive at that belief, God should not want anything from us. He created the world. Why could he want something from us? And that gives us a holy humility that the God of all creation does not want you, does not need you, but he seeks you. He seeks you to fulfill his relationship with you. And I can only put this in the best non-theological way. You know, if uh, Peter Kreft comes up with this illustration, if God is on a mountaintop and all of our journeys is trying to have some kind of humility to get to the top of that mountain, there is only one God who said, you're not good enough to get up here. You're not bad enough to stay down there. So I'm coming down to get you. Ask yourself if in your holy humility, in your search for a daily existence of pride and possibility of escaping the poverty of trying to acclaim and proclaim that you are actually having some kind of holy humility, that you believe that you are where you are. In my servant leadership classes, I say, you know, the best way of servant leadership is bend so low so you can't see the face of those that you serve only their feet. But when they look over you, they see the goodness that you believe in, the holy humility that you subscribe to that sends you. The second is happy posterity. You know, in uh, one apologetics class of years ago, I remember someone saying the traditionalist always believes in the yesterday. Yesterday was better. The movies were better. The food was better. The music was better. The worship was better. and The theology was better. That's the traditionalist. The utopian is a pie in the sky before I die in the great by and by. And the existentialist in the here and now, I don't believe in the yesterday because it reconciled with itself. I don't understand what's coming tomorrow, so I'm not going to worry about it. I'm going to live for me, myself, and I. And that kind of creates its own narcissism because you begin to believe that you deserve something. Structured simplicity says, have happy posterity. Have happy posterity because yesterday did end with last night. Have happy posterity because today is the first day of the rest of your life. Have happy posterity because tomorrow will bring with it its own set of problems and you cannot live in anticipatory grief. There is not a person on planet Earth, including those that made all the mandates and passed all the legislations, who in January of 2020 could have said, this is what the next 24 months will look like. Everything was knee-jerk and everything was based on, we said, the data is still coming in. In fact, the scary part is some of the data that has now come after 24 months of collection is some of the things that were alarming were not as alarming and some of the things that were marginal were actually quite catastrophic. We have lost friends due to this COVID pandemic. We have lost people, their livelihoods and all kinds of families disrupted. My wife and I had had the chance while we were in India to go and visit her aunt who lost both her child and her husband within the same week. 
the question can be asked, uh, you know, how many of the people succumb to this or not? And that's a scientific question. But the question is, when I sat in their presence, there was a happy posterity. And the posterity was built on regardless of where we are, regardless of what we have weathered, regardless of our loss, regardless of our misery, we can live because we will see them again. Now, the question is, can we prove any of what I'm articulating to you? The no. What I'm asking you to do is have a behavior that reveals its joy to you because of the happiness of the moment. And the last is honorable civility, loving, leading, learning, and living. Goes back to Francis Schaeffer, how then shall we live? So where are you? Where are we? I know where I am. Two years later, uh, our business has taken a hit. Our finances have taken a hit. Our uh, projects and our proclamation and our programs have taken a hit. But there is joy in the face because as we were riding back from India, my bride and I sat next to each other after 36 years of marriage in the plane. And the only thing she could have said for all that we had gone through was, I can't believe that we are able to still do this together. Our catchphrase right now in this season of our life, and uh, both of us will turn 60 this year. I already did. She will at some point. Our catchphrase at this point to have that honorable civility in our relationships is this, together, together. Every day during the course of the day, I don't know how many times we will sidle up to each other, no intention, no expectation, and just say together, together. Together, together, having joy, things move on. Now, I'm sorry for all the little beeps you're hearing in the background because those beeps are actually my computer and I think I forgot to turn the volume down. So hopefully that won't beep again, but we are towards the end of this podcast. It was generic. It was picking up where we left off, but I want this to be the anchor for how we move forward. This will be classified or offered as season four or uh, maybe still in season three. I don't know where we are, but if it is uh, four or three, whatever, please pardon my numbering uh, as I may be still suffering for some jet lag. But holy humility, not degradation or cowardice, not false pride and vanity, but a healthy humility because of his grace, because he lives, I can face tomorrow. Happy posterity, not pie in the sky before I die, not aggressive action because I deserve it, no narcissistic tendencies, but structured simplicity. And third, honorable civility, loving the moments of life because we get to live them, leading others who are more despondent than we are, learning from these past two years so that when we go through it, not if we are ready, prepared, and living out because none of us know what tomorrow's problems will bring. So that'll bring us to the end of this thing. Happy learning, happy living, good luck, God bless. And that concludes another episode of The Pursuit of Purpose with Krish Dunham brought to you by Skylife Success. Please subscribe, rate, and visit us on the web at krishdunham.com and skylifesuccess.com where you can find our social media links and access to additional resources. Till next time, happy learning and happy living.